Do you want to play in the red zone or shoot one into the gap? How about we just take it easy and just pull up from mid-range? Whatever activity you're into, we've got you covered. And our coverage is tight. Welcome to Sports Hub. This is madness. Madness. This is Sports Hub. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sports Hub. I'm your host, John Longton, and I got... Oh, it's just uh, just me today. All right, uh, we have week one NFL Minutemen. Uh, Going to be an abbreviated show today. Just talking some NFL. I'll get you out of here in about a half an hour. But uh, let's have some fun, shall we? Week one NFL in the books. We had a Thursday night game. We had 13 games on Sunday. We had a full slate last night. Two Monday night football games, which I believe they should do every week, by the way. Well, actually, let me just preface this by saying last night's game that ended at 1 o'clock in the morning was the worst game to watch. But I had money on the game, as always. Had to watch it. But let's just jump right into Minutemen. Cue the music. All right, first game, Texans at Chiefs. The 2020 season got underway this past Thursday night as the Hopkinless Texans traveled to Kansas City and played in front of a sold-out crowd of 16,000 people. Houston did, however, get to show everyone their new Johnson, but his 109 all-purpose yards and TD weren't big enough as Patrick Mahomes threw for three scores and rookie running back Clyde Edwards-Hilaire carried the ball 25 times for 138 yards and a touchdown. Kansas City picks up right where they left off, knocking off Houston 30-24 in a game that I barely hit the over, but if it wasn't for the onside kick, I'd be out like 70 bucks. Our next game, Seahawks at Falcons. Hashtag let Russ cook seems to be working. Instead of throwing for three TDs in the fourth to come up from behind to win, Pete Carroll opened up the offense early, and Wilson had two TD passes in his first two drives. Putting the Hawks up 14-3 early. Russ went on to throw for 300 yards and four scores, and Seattle proved once again they can play on the East Coast, winning their seventh game in a row in this time zone. On the flip side, Matt Ryan threw for over 450 yards and two TDs, but had 54 passing attempts. And it wasn't enough. Came up short when his team needed him the most. Seahawks 38, Falcons 25. Next game, Browns at Ravens. Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham Jr. appeared in more commercials than they had points put on the board as Lamar Jackson began shit all over the Browns. Jackson threw for three scores, but the defense forced three turnovers, got off the field as they kept Cleveland to just 25% on third down conversions. The Ravens are the only team in NFL history to win by 30 or more points in three consecutive week one games. Let me repeat that. The Ravens are the only NFL team in history to win over 30 points in three consecutive Week 1 NFL games. Furthermore, Lamar Jackson has just as many incompletions as TDs in the last two opening days with eight as the Ravens knocked off the Browns 38-6. Next game, Jets at Bills. Josh Allen accounts for three TDs, two in the air and one with his legs and becomes Buffalo's first quarterback since Tyrod Taylor to throw for 300 yards as the Bills gives the Jets a nice little reality check. Bug-eyed Adam Gase and monolith Sam Darnold could not come up with anything as they could only muster up three points in the first half. The only positive thing that happened in this game for the Jets 
was the fact that Frank Gore surpassed Emmitt Smith for the third most games by a running back. If you didn't know, Frank Gore plays for the Jets. Count it. Bills 27, Jets 17. Next game on the slate is Raiders at Panthers. The Raiders get stuffed on fourth down trying to get cute with their fullback as the best player in the league is left with his hands on his hips. Josh Jacobs took advantage of a cuculus, cuculus, keekly-less defense. There you go. Say that ten times fast. And carved up the Panthers with three scores and accounted for almost 150 all-purpose yards. The game was all about running backs as McCaffrey also had a multiple TD game. But like I said before, was not even thought of when his team needed to convert. And the Panthers have now lost nine consecutive games. Falling the Raiders, 34-30. Next game, we got Bears at Lions. Mitch Trubisky scored 21 unanswered points in the fourth quarter and gave the city of Detroit another late heartache in the comeback win over the Lions. Detroit was up 23-6 going into the final period, but they were swift to give up a victory as running back DeAndre Swift dropped a game-changing TD pass. Trubisky passed for three scores and had the Bears fans thinking playoffs. But I wouldn't go that far seeing that he had 16 incompletions. The Bears have now beat the Lions in five straight games. They knock him off 27-23. Next, Colts at Jack. Phillip Rivers will never change as he fucked me out of a parlay and lost late in Jacksonville. His two picks were the difference as Minshew and company battled late and won on the fourth. I guess Gardner forgot the Jags were tanking for Lawrence and threw three TDs including a 22-yard pass to Keelan Cole to take the lead. Believe it or not, Indy did not punt in this game, but only put up 20 points. I don't believe it either. Jags 27, Colts 20. Next game on the slate is Packers at Vikings. Aaron Rodgers told all the haters to eat a dick and suck his ass as the Packers rolled through the Vikings. Rodgers threw for more than 350 yards and four scores as the scoreboard read closer to the actual game. Devontae Adams had a career day with 14 receptions, 156 yards, and a pair of touchdowns. Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook combined for four scores. But Minnesota was pretty much out of the game from the second quarter on. Cousins had five pass attempts in the first half. Five pass attempts in the whole first half. I guess that 80 mil guaranteed is not really working out for the Vikings. Packers 43, Vikings 34. Dolphins at Patriots. Cam Newton showed up at Gillette Stadium looking like the mask, saying, somebody stop me. Guess what? Nobody could. Newton rushed for 75 yards and two scores. Managed the game pretty well, only having four incompletions. Ryan Fitzpatrick threw three picks in the game, leaving the Finns fans base calling for a change under center. Cam Newton became the first Patriots quarterback not drafted by New England to win a game since, can you, can you guess? Hugh Millen did it back in 91. Patriots 21, Dolphins 11. Next game is Eagles at Redskins. Carson Wentz was sacked eight times through a pair of picks as it seemed he mailed it in a FedEx field and the Redskins shocked the world. Philly was up 17 zip and looked like they were cruising to a blowout win when the football teams tightened up and dug in. Peyton Barber had only 29 yards on the ground, but accounted for two of the three football team's TDs. Can I just say that calling this team football team is not only hard for highlights, because it's fucking confusing, but it's ridiculous. I'm not doing it. Redskins 27, Eagles 17. Chargers at Bengals in the week's, in the week's most boring game that featured zero passing TDs. I was a smart guy and took the over. It was like 40 points, but then I teased it down to 30, and it still didn't hit. Anyway, Joe Burrow scored his first NFL touchdown but also threw a pick and fumbled as the Chargers welcomed into the league. The first six drives in this game ended on punts. Who the hell takes the over? This is Burrow's first loss since November 2018 when LSU lost to Texas A&M. 72-74 in two OTs. Chargers 16, Bengals 13. Next game, Bucks at Saints. Tom Brady rushed for his first ever TD as a Buccaneer. And Tampa's oldest player ever to score. Actually, the NFL's oldest player ever to score when they took a 7-0 lead against the Saints. 
Right then and there, people were predicting Super Bowl, MVP, other accolades. Then he got his shit pushed in, was sacked three times through a couple of picks as Drew Brees and company showed Brady he ain't in the AFC East no mouth. Brees threw a couple of scores and Kamara had a receiving and rushing TD. Brees has now only thrown a pick six in this game, last game in the playoffs against the Titans, and the game before that against the Dolphins as the Saints roll 34-23. Next game, Cardinals at Niners. Kyler Murray has officially been giving the keys to the franchise as the Cardinals dialed up 40 passing plays against the Niners. Murray threw for a TD and ran for another while he completed 14 passes for 151 yards to DeAndre Hopkins. Let me let me reword that. That was kind of confusing how I wrote that. DeAndre Hopkins had 14 receptions for 151 yards in his debut, the most targets he's ever had, and he's going to love it there. Niners had a chance to win it, but their drive stalled out in the red zone as Cardinal Dees came up big. Arizona, surprisingly, is 9-2 versus San Fran in their last 11 games. Cardinals 24, Niners 20. Cowboys at Rams, I'm not sure that was offensive pass interference, but the NFL cannot have the Rams christening their $5 billion palace for the loss. Can I just say this real quick? Zeke had two TDs on 22 carries and three receptions. Why the fuck do you have Dak throw the goddamn ball 39 times? I think Jason Garrett is still calling the play somehow. I was truly excited to watch this game, but what a dud. Holy shit. Rams 20, Cowboys 17. Steelers-Giants Monday night kicked off with Big Ben showing flashes of vintage Ben throwing for three TDs and Steelers back up. Benny Snell stepped in for James Conner with over 110 yards on the ground and just 19 carries. The Giants looked just abysmal. Every time they seemed to have something going, Daniel Jones would throw a pick or do something stupid. Saquon had 14 carries for nine yards. Seemed like it's going to be a long year for Giants fans. Steelers 26, Giants 16. Titans at Broncos. Remember when I called the Chargers-Bengals game the most boring of the week? Well, this is a close second. I can't believe I stayed up until like 1 o'clock in the morning for this thing. Ryan Tannehill throws for just shy of 250 yards. A pair of scores, and Derrick Henry plowed his way to 116 yards out on the ground as the Titans barely squeaked by the Broncos. The most exciting thing about this game was the fact that Steve Goskowski missed three, four, three field goals and an extra point. He's come a long way since being the clutch in New England. Melvin Gordon had a TD and 86 scrimmage yards in his debut. Drew Locke. Had a TD interception and lost. The Titans wrap up the week by beating the Broncos 16-14. And holy shit, I am out of breath. Oh boy, was it good to have football back. Oh my god. See, I never know what I'm lacking until that Sunday comes. And then you just, the whole slate is just NFL. You start your day at Rivers Casino, you put your bets in, and then you just veg out on the couch. I literally watched... I don't know, how many hours of football were there that day? Well, that's how many hours I watched. Uh, I'm going to go down, break down game by game, and give you my initial thoughts. I know I already did Minutemen, but uh, I've got more things to say. So let's go down the slate here. First game I'll talk about is that uh, Thursday night game. It was pretty wild. The fact that that overhit in the last, like, 30 seconds or so, I was freaking out the whole goddamn time. But uh, how about Edwards Hilaire? I mean, I knew, everyone knew he was good coming out of LSU. But did they know that uh, he could translate to the game like that? I mean, to be honest, every running back in this league is now put on notice because running backs are a dime a dozen. Why would you ever pay a running back when you can just get production like that out of a rookie? I mean, let's see. Let's look at his stats real quick. The kid was on fire the whole night. He was basically half their offense. He had uh, 25 carries, 138 yards for a touchdown to go along with Patrick Mahomes. Three touchdowns as uh, the game was never really that close. Texans kind of came back towards the end there. And I think these Texans are in trouble. I think they need Hopkins. I don't think I don't think David Johnson is necessarily the answer there. 
Although he did have 11 carries, 77 yards, a touchdown, and then he also had uh, three receptions for 32 yards. But I don't know. Not really much to say. I, I think the Chiefs are definitely the Super Bowl favorites, the perennial favorites right now as we speak. We'll skip that game. We'll go to the next game here. Uh, let's see. Notes from the next game. Got the Seahawks-Falcons. Seahawks have won seven in a row on the East Coast, which means they're not scared. They're opening up this offense. It's scary. I mean, this, the uh, Falcons scored 13 points in the fourth quarter, so this game was pretty much a blowout. I know they won by 13, but that's what the stat sheet reads. Real life, if you watch the eye exam, it passes for more than that. Russ Wilson, 322, four touchdowns, and he was spreading the ball out. DJ Metcalf had one. Chris Carson had two out of the backfield. Greg Olson... Newly signed Greg Olson, maybe a little fantasy sleeper. I'm sure he's a free agent in a lot of people's leagues. He had four targets, 24 yards, and a touchdown as the Seahawks just trampled over the Falcons. Did not look back. And um, I, I stayed away from this game personally. I wasn't really sure what to bet because you never really know. I guess everyone's saying Atlanta's got 10 first-round draft picks on offense and you don't really know. I mean, Atlanta is that sneaky good team. They can beat anybody, but they can also lose anybody. And they don't show up in big games. I, I just, they're, they're a hard team to read. How do they even make the Super Bowl just a handful of years ago? You know, it's, it's not like they're, they've gotten that far away from that roster. I mean, they still have basically the meat and potatoes from their defense and offense there, but still can't put it together. They, it just surprised me every year. Next game, 38 Ravens, 6 Browns. Everyone knew this was coming. The Browns are, how do I categorize the Browns here? They're the worst team in the league in terms of like hype and what they should do. They don't deliver every week. They just, it, it bothers me when I see this team on the field and there's no production. But yet, there's tons of production when you see Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham starring in all these commercials and they're leading the charge and in this, and they're so poppy, they're so MTV, they're so flashy, but in terms of Sundays, they're nowhere to be found. I mean, I can't get over the fact that everyone loves the Browns every year, and every year, this fucking team bamboozles everybody. I don't understand. Kareem Hunt had a good uh, good outing at 13 yards, 70, or 13 carries, 72 yards. Nick Chubb, 10 and 60. So that's, that's good uh, running back production, but I mean, at the end of the day... Most receptions, Jarvis Landry had five. Joku had three. Beckham, three, 22 yards. I mean, come on now. And this is a guy that wanted $200 million. Like, he's out of his mind crazy. I, I just don't get it. The Baltimore Ravens, I don't know. I think the Steelers might ch challenge them for that division, but I think they're cruising to an AFC North championship. And, uh, I mean... They could square off with the Chiefs in the championship game, which everyone's looking forward to. I, I think, I think that's that's definitely uh, something that everyone's got circled. All right, next game on the slate. Let me get to this. Jets Bills. Um, Bills were up twenty-one nothing to start this game. The Jets, they look like they're going to be bad for the next ten years. They they came out slow. I mean, granted they. They scored 14 points in the second half versus the Bills, six. But the Bills were just playing keep away, really. Josh Allen was the first Bills quarterback since Tyrod Taylor to have a 300-yard game. He had 312 yards, two touchdowns, 33 for 46. And Stephon Diggs, what a debut. Eight receptions, 86 yards. Not a score. John Brown, though, six receptions, 70 yards, and a score. 
And he also caught Zach Moss, three targets, 16 yards, and a score. But uh, uh, the Bills are pretty much going to win the AFC. Well, actually, I don't know if they're going to win the AFC East because Cam Newton kind of surprised me. I didn't know he was going to be that spry. I didn't think they were going to run into him a lot. I knew he was very injured last year. He had like a shoulder thing. He's had knee things in the past. I, I thought the guy was going to be wrapped in bubble tape, but they just let him go. We'll get to that game in just a second. But I don't see these Jets doing anything. Um, they're kind of locked into Darnold, too. So even if they do tank, I don't see them drafting Trevor Lawrence. So I'm not really sure what they need, what they need to do there. They need to get rid of Adam Gase. That's first and foremost. How this guy gets jobs in the NFL just baffles me. As a Dolphins fan, I was so high on him. And then he just doesn't prove. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't show you why you give him the job. And then the fact that he had those bug eyes for that fucking press conference, just he just rubbed me the wrong way. I wouldn't let my children near him. We'll just say that. Next game, Raiders at Panthers. Uh, this is a weird game because we don't know what team is what here. You know what I'm saying? Like, are either of these teams good? We don't know. Are these teams bad? We don't know. Um, it, it came down to a fourth and one play in which the Panthers decided to go to their fullback instead of getting with Christian McCaffrey. And McCaffrey... I mean, he was having a good day. 23 yards, 90 or 23 carries, 96 yards, two touchdowns. Bridgewater with, a, I'd say, an efficient debut. 22 for 34, 270 and a touchdown. They didn't really open the offense up too much for him. But uh, Robbie Anderson had over 100 yards receiving for the Panthers. Derek Carr on the flip side, he had an efficient game as well. I mean, this there was a lot of points scored in this game. But Josh Jacobs, holy shit. I don't want to say he came out of nowhere, but I mean, everyone knew in Hard Knocks last year that he was going to be something special. But holy sh, they're, they're, they're letting him do whatever he wants. That is his offense. 25 carries, 93 yards, three touchdowns, four receptions, 46 yards. And this was kind of a back and forth game. A very exciting game. This was one of the games that I didn't have circled at all. I thought it was going to be a boring game. I thought it was going to be two shitty teams playing each other. And holy shit, it, it, it turned out to be. Like running back you, like running back central. You know, you had Josh Jacobs and Christian McCaffrey just running all over the field. That's that's exciting. That's kind of like watching um, two ace pitchers go at it, you know. But uh, we'll skip that game. We'll go to the next game. My computer will load here. Next game on the slate, Bears. Lions, the Lions and their fourth quarter heartbreaks. It's just you gotta feel for the city of Detroit, man. You you just gotta. Look, what do they have? The city of Detroit. I mean, they lost in the World Series. I think they've they've got the Pistons. The Lions aren't doing shit really. Uh, the Red Wings haven't been good in forever. And um, this team, this city, just watch Mitch Trubisky. Scored 21 points in the fourth quarter to come down from 23 to 6. And win the game. I mean, how many fourth quarter fuck-ups are these guys going to have? I mean, you got to stress, they don't close at all. And they made Mitch Trubisky look so good. Mitch Trubisky had three touchdowns, 242 yards. He had 16 incompletions with all those numbers. I mean, the guy only completed 20 passes. But, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, Swift missing that that. Touchdown catch at the end, man. That 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 just breaks your heart. You feel for that. As a Dolphins fan, I I feel for teams when I see shit like that because it just it hurts. It hurts. Silence your phone, please. It hurts. But you know what are you gonna do? So the Bears are one or no. Who the hell knows? They got their fan base thinking playoffs for another week or so. 
Uh, next game, we got Colts and Jags. Phillip Rivers is just, he's going to be Phillip Rivers, man. I mean, you're thinking that the Jags are going to go out and tank. The spread is seven and a half. Phillip Rivers, new team, Colts. I mean, the Colts were a quarterback shy last year of, of being a per, perennial team, really. They started high. I think they started like 7-0 and or something crazy, and, and then they just – the bottom fell out. They didn't have a quarterback. They didn't have a team leader, you know. They don't necessarily need like a, a gunslinger. They just need somebody to run that offense. And, you know, bringing in a guy like Phillip Rivers I thought was perfect for that. But the fact that Marlon Mack got hurt, Jonathan Taylor is just getting accustomed to that, and, and we got Naheem Hines – out of nowhere, he's the one that gets the lone score to the backfield. But Phillip Rivers, he threw for 300, 363 yards, 36 out of 46. He only had 10 incompletions, but two costly picks when it counted. One late. And Gardner Menchu, man, that dude is balling out. I mean, he's got Ryan Tannehill numbers. He threw for 19, or he was 19 from 20, 173 yards, but three touchdowns. This kid is a fucking movie. I don't understand. But, again, he, he did fan out towards the end of the season last year. But we'll see uh, We'll see how the Jags do. I, I Listen, I'll root for the Jags. But I thought for sure the Colts were going to win. I bet – I'm not going to say how much, but uh, I lost some money on the Colts because I thought that was like that was my lock of the week. Besides the, the Ravens beating the Browns because the Browns don't have the shit together. But besides the Ravens beating the Browns, I thought that was the game of the week. I thought that was the bet of the week. But apparently I was wrong. Uh, next game, we got Packers at Vikings. I stayed away from this game as well. You never really know what you got, especially the Vikings at home. I mean, I know there's no fans at all right now, but the Vikings do play well at home. But holy shit, did Aaron Rodgers ball the fuck out. He threw four touchdowns, 364 yards, 32 for 44. He was just slinging it all over the field. He got Devontae Adams for two touchdowns, 14 receptions, 156 yards. Valdez Scantling had four receptions, 96 yards and a touchdown. Lazard, I mean, who the hell are these guys? Lazard, Williams, DeGuara, Jones, Irvin, Sternberger. Like, who the, who the fuck is he even playing with right now? He doesn't need a Randall Cobb. He doesn't need a Jordy Nelson. He's just showing everybody that he doesn't need anything. Maybe he just needs a nice little offensive line, and that's all he needs to go. I mean, even Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones has been carrying that team in the past. Uh, he only had 66 yards on the ground with that touchdown. But uh, Kirk Cousins, man... If you're a Vikings fan, are you really going to rely on this guy? Is is he your savior? He got the first guaranteed contract in NFL history. It was, uh, I believe it was four years, $80 million, all guaranteed, and uh, they were fired up to have him. They only let this guy pass five times in the first half. He had 25 passing attempts the whole game, threw a pick, 259 in the air, two TDs, but holy shit, man, like... They got him bubble-wrapped. You're playing the Packers at home. It's a game you need to start the season off with a positive win. And now it's it's just question marks in that locker room. You, you cannot come out and only pass the ball five times in the first half. What does that tell your locker room? What does that tell your fan base? A quarterback you go out and get, you give him all this money, and it's just, it's just not working out. Dalvin Cook had two touchdowns on the ground, 12 carries for 50 yards. I mean, I don't understand where... Even the plays went. He had 12 carries. Alexander Madison had six carries. Kirk Cousins carried the ball four times. They just couldn't convert on third downs. And uh, that number right here is uh, actually not even that bad. It's 50%. So I'm not sure where the discrepancy is, but the Packers just balled out. And uh, Minnesota had 24 fourth quarter points. So that game, the scoreboard is very misleading. 
I'd say the least. But um, Packers, they're looking to win that division. Everyone's going to say that the Bears are going to win that division because of what they did against Detroit. But no, not really. I think that's the Packers division to lose. Next game, uh, I would call it a heartbreak, but I wasn't really heartbroken. I just kind of knew this was coming. Cam Newton, in his debut for the Patriots, has two touchdowns on the ground. He was very efficient passing the ball. He was 15 for 19, 155 yards, no touchdowns, but guess what? Four incompletions, did not turn the ball over, and they just controlled the ball and controlled the clock and just wore them out. Cam Newton, he had 15 carries, 75 yards, two touchdowns, average five yards a carry. Sonny Michelle had 10 carries for 37 yards and a touchdown. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'll tell you what, man. He's exciting. He's head-scratching. He's nerve-wracking. I just don't I, – I love him and hate him at the same time. I mean, I don't even look at him as a, as a Dolphins quarterback right now. You know, traditionally in the past I looked at like Ryan Tannehill and Jay Fiedler and all these. I, I put more pressure on them, but he's just going out there. We know we suck. We know he's a bridge to get to Tua and, you know – but to throw three interceptions and a couple of those late, it's just Dolphins football. That's that's kind of what they do. And, uh, you know, I watched every snap of that game. It's going to make me crazy. I'll probably die of, like, a Dolphins-related disease, which I'm sure will happen. But what are you going to do? I, I missed out on a ton of fucking football just to watch my team get their shit kicked in by Cam Newton. But, um, I mean, a lot of people are saying this. Josh McDaniels had Tim Tebow. In Denver, he went to the playoffs. They beat the Steelers in overtime. They, they've had a nice little run. I mean, granted, I put a lot of that on Matt Prater kicking all these fucking 50- and 60-yard field goals to win the games. They're barely eking out teams. But, hey, they're there. So if Bill Belichick can get Cam Newton to not make mistakes, four incompletions, run the ball, two touchdowns on the ground, and you know play some mistake-free offense, I think that team has a shot to win the AFC East, and I think they're going to push for the Bills. It's kind of crazy how the Bills seem like the perennial favorites in the AFC East. And the Patriots have yet to be beaten. So that that's kind of baffling to me. But then again, on the flip side of things, that defense, the secondary is good, but they're missing a lot of linebackers. They're missing a lot of interior linemen. They're they're missing a lot of guys due to COVID. And I don't know, I don't know what the hell happened. Everyone thought they were gonna tank for Trevor Lawrence because of COVID or whatever. But uh I mean, then after that they go out and they sign Cam Newton and just holy shit. Look at look at this team now. I think they're better with Cam Newton this year than they've been with Tom Brady, because Tom Brady is very limited. You need a great offensive line. He can't get sniffed. He can't get touched. And you just need guys to get open. Cam Newton can extend plays. They're playing a lot of run options. They're playing a lot of pistol offense. He just opens that up. And this is the first time in Bill Belichick's career where he has an option like that where Cam Newton can just open up the playbook and you can run past option. He can run it himself. He can throw it down the field. I just If, he, if Cam stays healthy, you know, uh, I think the, the Patriots are the team to beat in the AFC East. Moving to the next game, Eagles drop a heartbreak. Well, not really a heartbreaker to Washington. They were up 17-0. 17-0, ended up losing 27-17. Carson Wentz gets sacked eight times. He's getting battered. A lot of it has to do with him not being able to throw the ball away or, or trying to extend a play. But this guy, man, he's got to learn his lesson. He's been getting hurt every goddamn season. And he's about that action, let me tell you that. But, I mean... Get out, slide, get down, take the sack, get get out of the way. You can't try to extend every goddamn play. He's going to get lit up, and he has been getting lit up. Getting sacked eight times, and I think it was pressured double that. He probably got hit almost double that, and he just 
he doesn't look like he's very comfortable in that in that system. But hey, Eagles fans, this is what you wanted. You wanted to rush Nick Foles out of the building and and sign Carson Wentz. You guys didn't have money for both of them, but look where you're at now. You you lost to the Washington. You lost to a team with no name. A team with no name just shit kicked you. We you had all offseason to to prep for this team as well. I mean, here I'm clicking stats and and it says Eagles football team. Like what the fuck is that? Dwayne Haskins 17 for 31, 178 yards, a touchdown. Did not turn the ball over. Very important in these games. Peyton Barber on the ground, 17 carries, 29 yards, averaged 1.7. But guess what? He punched the ball in when it counted. And receiving, um, kind of spread out very. Very evenly. Uh, Terry McLaren had five catches, 61 yards. Steven Stim, Sims had three for 50. Logan Thomas, four for 37. Whatever, whatever. And uh, flip side on the Eagles, man, I, I don't know. Dallas Godert had eight receptions, 101 yards, and a touchdown. He was leading their receiving core. And, uh, I mean, shit, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different uh, – Eagles receivers caught a ball, or eight different Eagles players caught a ball, but at the end of the day, they just couldn't get the job done. It was just turnovers, and, and Wentz lost in that game. I know I know he was under pressure a lot, and, and I know he got sacked, and he had to get rid of the ball, but Wentz was just making some boneheaded plays, and you can't throw the ball for two picks like that and expect a win. Chargers 16, Bengals 13, Joe Burrow's debut. Um, This game, it was... I thought there was going to be more scoring. And let me tell you why. Because, shit, I was drinking the Hard Knocks juice. And I thought that the Chargers offense was going to be decent. And I don't think the Bengals have that great of a defense. And Tyrod Taylor is a game manager. But they have Keenan Allen. Or not Keenan. Well, they have Keenan Allen. But they have Austin Eckler out of the backfield. And uh, I figured he'd just have a bigger game. Tyrod Taylor went 16 for 30, 208 yards. Joe Burrow in his debut, 23 for 36, 193, with an interception, rushed for one. Mixon had 19 carries, 69 yards. Uh, this game was just boring. I just, I couldn't really get into this game. The first six drives were a punt, and of course I'd have the over. Of course I attached it to a parlay, and of course it screwed my whole day over. And I even teased it down to 30 points, and guess what? Yeah, 29, that's what the over was. Or that's that's what the uh, total hit is. What are you going to do there? Um, next game, Bucks Saints. I mean, I'll tell you what. What a tale of two games. First off, when the when the Bucks went up seven nothing and Brady spiked that ball, the whole world's like, "Holy shit! Look at Brady. He did it. He can win without Belichick. He can even rush it in." And da da da. And then guess what? New Orleans goes on to score seventeen points. And the game was pretty much over right from then. It, it wasn't as fun as I thought it would be. Breeze, Breeze and Brady both had pedestrian days, but they're both like old as shit. They're like old, as old as my dad. Brady went thir- uh, 23 for 36, 239, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, he's just not on the same page with these guys. And guess what? He's not being kept upright. In uh, New England, he had the luxury of having good offensive lines, having good schemes, having good systems, if you will. And now he's, he just seems a little lost. I mean, he uh, he seems like he's not having a good time. Drew Brees, 18 for 30, 162 touchdowns. I mean, only 160 yards, and your offense put up 34 points. 
I mean, shit, that's that's amazing. Alvin Kamara only had 12 carries, 16 yards, touchdown. I'm, I'm trying to look to see where all this production came from. I, I, I can't see it. Kamara had two touchdowns all day, one receiving, one rushing. But I, I thought this game was going to be a lot more exciting than what, what it was. But I'll just leave it at that. Um, let's quickly get through a couple more of these before we uh, wrap up the show. Again, abbreviated show today. Uh, I just wanted to get this out there and my thoughts on the NFL real quick. Week one, I love week one every year. It's kind of like the opening day of March Madness, that Thursday and Friday. It's just like all these games are in your face. You don't know what's going to happen. It's great. You got Washington beating Philly. You got all kinds of crazy shit. Uh, Next game, Kyler Murray. Holy smokes. I think this guy is going to be a stud. I mean, everyone really thinks he's going to be a stud, but I guess he's not short anymore, right? Uh the Cardinals let this kid pass for 40 attempts. Granted, he didn't really do much with it. 230 yards, one touchdown, one interception. But he also rushed for 91 yards in the score as well. And uh, this offense, man, it's 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 hard to read. Get it? Read option? Um, Kenyon Drake had 60 yards on the ground with a touchdown. Chase Edmonds. I mean, this kid, he, he, he was pretty flashy. He had three receptions, 19 yards, a touchdown. He also ran the ball six times, 26 yards. I think he's a nice little pickup to have just in case Kenyon Drake gets hurt. He looks like he's, he's doing all right. But uh, the Niners had a chance to win this one late. They got all the way down to the 15, I believe, and uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, man, just couldn't get it done. I, I, I wonder if the Niners are kicking themselves in the ass for trading for him. And then also they, they paid this guy before he even played a snap. I don't understand. They, they signed him to a big-ass deal before he even played last year. I don't know if anybody remembers this, but it was something that I – it was head-scratching because, yeah, they think they have their guy, but you – everybody's good in practice. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's all about live snaps. He didn't get many live snaps in New England, so there wasn't much game film to go off of. What did he have, like five games in New England? But anyway, the Niners look like they're in trouble this year. They're in last place in the NFC uh, West right now. That division's sneaky good. I think that's the best division in the league. You got the Seahawks, you got the Rams, you got the Cardinals, you got the Niners, and believe it or not, the Super Bowl losing Niners are in last place as we speak in that tough division. You cannot drop that many games in this league and expect to win that division, especially to a divisional foe like the Cardinals. Giving them all that confidence as well. Next game, we got the Chargers 20, Cowboys 17, and uh, I just want to start out by saying that that was not offensive pass interference by Gallup. That was just basically the league saying, hey, listen, Rams, we built you a $5 billion stadium. You got to christen it with a win. We got our league offices here. Our headquarters are here. Just get in there, get a win, and get the hell out of there. Dallas, um, they're head scratching. I, I mean, this team is picked to, to win the Super Bowl every fucking year. And every goddamn year, it's just something else. Well, no, it's, it's actually the same thing every year, but they, sh- they don't learn. How are you going to have Dak Prescott throw the ball 39 times? 39 times. Ezekiel Elliott was having a game and a half. 22 carries, 96 yards, a touchdown. That's one touchdown. He also scored a receiving touchdown. He had three receptions, 31 yards. Put the ball in Zeke's hands. Why would you not put the ball in Zeke's hands? Dak Prescott's going to throw the ball 39 times? Are you kidding me? How does that make sense? They've lost like this I don't know how many times. They're losing in the time of possession. Listen, it was 35-38 to 24-22. That's the time of possession, all right? There's 60 minutes in the game. L.A. has the ball for that much more, 10, over 10 minutes more. 
feed the ball to Zeke, eat up some clock, don't give LA a chance to be even near it late. I I, I just don't understand the play calling. I mean, and now it's a new guy. Now it's Mike McCarthy. And Mike McCarthy likes to air it out. I don't know if Dallas got the right guy for their roster. Being, you know, Mike McCarthy. What? All right, let me preface this by saying I know what he's done in the past with, with Green Bay, but you got to play to your roster. And this roster is not an aired out team. Yeah, they draft C.D. Lamb. Yeah, they have uh, Amari Cooper. Yeah, they have all kinds of targets and shit like that. But give the ball to Zeke. And even Pollard. Pollard is incredible as well. Just ground and pound. You got the best line in the offensive, or you got the best line in the league. And uh, they're just not really doing much. And you can't start the season 0-1 after going 8-8 eight eight last year and having all these Super Bowl predictions and this and that. It's just not It's not fair to your fan base. You know what I'm saying? Like, this Cowboys fan base, they're a bunch of assholes. They're like, oh, we're them boys. We're them boys. Uh. But I, I, I kind of feel for these guys, you know? They are little boys. And I, I feel for those little boys. Uh, next game, we got last night's first Monday night game. Steelers 26, Giants 16, Big Ben... Uh, seems like he got surgery on every ligament during the offseason. He's like an old car that was brought to the shop that has a new engine. Three TDs, no interceptions, 21 for 32, 229 yards. John, uh, James Conner goes down in this game, but listen, Benny Snell, man, I think is better than James Conner, and I think last night he proved that he should be the starter on that team. He carried the ball 19 times, 113 yards, average 5.9, and Juju went off. Six receptions, 69 yards, two touchdowns, and I, I think I think he's solidifying himself as the number one receiver. Antonio who? Yeah, exactly. That retired guy. But um, every time the Giants look like they're putting something together, Daniel Jones would make a stupid mistake. And, and I don't understand how Saquon has 15 carries for six yards. Disguise something, counterplay, pitch out of the back screen. You gotta get the ball in his hands. He had six receptions for sixty yards, which is good, ten yards of reception. But you gotta put the ball in your playmaker's hands. Who else do they have in that offense right now? Like, are you are you kidding me? Caden Smith, Wayne Galman, like Evan Ingram. It's it's just incredible that this Giants team finds a way to lose in the same fashion every week. Uh, we're going to wrap it up with the last game of the week. The Titans knock off the Broncos 16-14. Uh, there's not really much to say. This game was kind of boring. Uh, Tannehill had a Tannehill game. Uh, maybe that's why he's getting paid all the money. Uh, what was he? 249 yards, two touchdowns, 29 for 43. Derrick Henry was a man among boys. 31 carries. I mean, you can do that. If the Cowboys gave Zeke 31 carries, they'd be winning 16, 14 games as well. But they just don't want to do that. They want to be too flashy, you know? You can't be a ground-and-pound team in Jerry's world. Jerry needs to have the greatest show on turf. He's probably all jealous of Mike Martz and shit. I'm pretty sure he calls him every day. But Derrick Henry, 31 carries, 116. Ryan Tannehill ran the ball a couple times as well. I mean... Broncos, they're uh, they're a young team. They're they're growing. Drew Locke didn't look too bad last night. Melvin Gordon had a good debut, 15 carries, 78 yards, a touchdown. Uh, but this game was, I, I kind of hold the grudge against this game because it kept me up till like one o'clock in the morning. And uh, I'm doing this podcast now the next day, and I'm fucking tired, man. I'm fucking. Can you see here how congested I am? And uh, I just can't do it. 
Anyway, uh, Titans, I don't know. I think they're way overrated. We'll see. It all relies on Derrick Henry. But, I mean, hey, they're, they're playing the good style of ball. But um, let's throw a break. Uh, we'll wrap this thing up. Abbreviated show today. And we'll get out of town. Are you tired of getting jerked around by Oberto, Slim Jim, and Jack Lynx? Well, look no further. Hello, friends. My name is John Longton, owner and operator of Circle Jerk Enterprises. Circle Jerk is a special type of jerk that is handmade and will really satisfy your crave for that next jerk. Where can you find that special jerk, you ask? You can find me, Circle Jerk, in the Capital Region on street corners, public restrooms, and your local watering holes. It's my life goal to Circle Jerk everyone in the Capital Region one person at a time. Satisfaction guaranteed. That is going to do it for this week's episode. Um, you just heard the commercial. Circle Jerk is back starting next week. Next week, I will have a new shipment. If you guys want some beef jerky at a great price, no nitrates, no fillers, no coloring, no preservatives, all natural meat, hit a boy up. Besides that, I got nothing else to say. Uh, thanks for tuning in this week. I will catch you next week. And as always, I appreciate the support. Take care. Hope you